Welcome to the Daily Audio Prayer. This is Sean Odenhall. Today we're going to continue through this very exciting book, the book of Hebrews, praying through Hebrews. Uh, and the most interesting things about this book, the, the writer of the book of Hebrews, he uses so many of the Psalms to make his points. And he's going to do that today in Hebrews 2, 5 through 9. So we're going to read through Hebrews 2, 5 through 9 and pray through points in that that the writer's making, but also Psalm 8. And Psalm 8 is where he gets this information, these truths from Psalm 8, verses 4 through 6. So let's begin that. Thank again. Thank you for being here. So in Psalm 8, let us begin. And we're going to pray through the whole of Psalm 8 as we begin. God's glory and man's dignity. Lord, our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth. You have covered the heavens with your majesty. Because of your adversaries, you have established a stronghold from the mouths of children and nursing infants to silence the enemy and the avenger. When we observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you set in place. This is where the writer begins. Lord, what is man that you remember him or the son of man that you look after him? You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him Lord over the works of your hands, and you put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen as well as animals in the wild, birds of the air and fish of the sea, passing through the currents of the seas. Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. And so in Hebrews chapter 2, we'll continue. Verse 5 through 9, Jesus and his humanity. For you, O Lord, you God, you did not subject the angels of the world to come that we are talking about. But there is one who has someone who has testified. What is man that you remember him or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lower than the angels for a short time and you crowned him with glory and honor and subjected everything under his feet. For in subjecting everything to him, he left nothing not subject to him. As it is, we do not yet see everything subjected to him, but we do see Jesus made lower than the angels for a short time. Lord, we thank you for giving us this word tonight. Lord, we know as we think about this, the, the, the most important thing that we see in, is that Jesus in Psalms says that you made him lower than the angels and crowned him with glory. You subjected everything under his feet. Well, Lord, we know that now and throughout the ages that everything seems, does not seem to be subjected under the feet of Christ. But we know that in the future, and he, 
and and behind the scenes, everything is subjected. We just cannot see it right now. Lord, thank you that you are presently reigning over your new kingdom and new humanity. Yet at the same time, we, like the readers of Hebrews, find ourselves still subject to the conditions of the old reality. And in Psalm 8, which was fulfilled in the life and the achievement of you, Lord, it says it has been testified somewhere, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you care for him? For you made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Lord, it is enough to hear from you and we put our faith in the fact that you said that. The point is not that you that anyone, that David was uncertain of its location. Rather, it is enough for us and for David that you said that in the first place. Even though we don't see it, may we trust you and believe that everything is under the feet of Jesus. And at present, again, we do not yet see everything under the feet, subjected. But we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely you, Jesus, crowned with glory and honor. And on the one hand, Lord, there is man, there is your people who were captured in the darkness of this paradise lost. Then you came, O Lord, where you sent your son, the new man, the second Adam, For you, Lord Jesus, were the answer to both man's problems and to the problem of history. You are the great, the last, the only hope of a dying race. And in you is the fulfillment, not only of our promised destiny, but of your plan as set forth in your word. Oh God, history has become his story, Jesus. Jesus, you are the new Adam of the new creation. What Adam lost, you regained. And all who are found in in you through faith will partake of the new humanity's reclaimed glory and honor and dominion. So we see Jesus now, and may we see. Open our eyes, Lord, to see Jesus. This is the aim of the book of Hebrews, O Lord, from start to finish to show us Jesus as the answer, the one who reclaims what mankind was created to do. Lord, we thank you for your life where you experience humiliation on one hand and exaltation to the right hand of God. And in your humiliation, you were made lower than the angels. Though you created those angels, you were made lower than the angels. And in response to your obedience and to death, you, God, raised Jesus, your son from the dead, and exalted him to the right hand. So, Lord, help us when our humanity asks, why is the world such a mess? Lord, help us to understand that if If Christ's death and resurrection is the solution to the world's ultimate problems, and if you have died and been raised again, then why do we still see these problems, Lord? We ask you, 
to open our eyes to see that because this world is full of problems and full of sin. But praise you, Lord, today that there is a third act. Not only you coming and you being raised, but there's a third act to saving us that remains yet to come. Lord, your story is not yet complete. And the culmination of the history of this world, it will come to a glorious climax. You, O Lord, suffered humiliation for us. And then God, you exalted him on high. But there is that third stage yet to come. Thank you that you reign now, but not visibly so to us at times. You do reign and we praise you for it. Let us then, Lord, ensure that we do not belong to the judged and passing world. And may we, as believers, escape the guilt of Adam's failure and our own sin through faith in Christ. Thank you that we have, for those listening that have experienced new life in Christ, we have escaped Adam's failure and our own sin. May we not look back upon this present evil age with longing, but back only to the cross with gratitude, where you, O Lord, suffered death for us, and you broke the teeth of this present evil age. May we look forward to the day of triumph when you, O Christ, will come again in glory, the King, our King, our Lord Jesus, King of Kings, coming to reign. May you reign in righteousness, peace, and joy forevermore. We proclaim that. For history has become our hope, so we say, with the writer of Hebrews, Lord, yes, we see the world as it is, We see and feel and lament this reign of sin and death. We see it. We see it every day in our lives. We see it in the people we know in the way this world is. But this is not all we see because we see Jesus. And right now, Lord, we proclaim and we confess that we do see you now crowned with glory and honor because you suffered death so that by the grace of our great God, you might taste death for all who trust in you. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for those that have come to pray together, Lord. May they truly see Jesus is reigning And give us the faith, Lord, to go day by day, knowing that that third stage, the final act, has not yet happened. But your word says that everything is under your feet. Everything is subjected to you. We believe that and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you again for being here. It has been good praying with you. Pray that these words will encourage you throughout your day and through your evening. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.